Imagine a business built on what matters most to you. One inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hello, my wise ones, and welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and as always, I am so honored that you are here with me today for another episode. And I got to be honest with you, today's episode is super timely for me because my guest is here to talk to us about spiritual self-care and how important it is that we take time to nourish our spirit and our physical self, our metaphysical self, so that we can continue to serve others. So at a time in my business where I feel like I am going on all cylinders, I definitely need the reminder to slow down, to take care of myself so that I can continue to show up for my clients, for my family, and myself. Because after all, if I don't take time to refill my pitcher, I can't keep pouring out to everyone else. So what I most appreciate about our guest today is that this is not just lip service that she's paying to self-care. She's talking about what true self-care really looks like and how we can live it in our lives. So that's why I am so thrilled to introduce you to Ava Laura, who is an intuitive consultant and life coach who has dedicated her life to assisting leaders and individuals live their best lives and achieve their big dreams. So she is the founder of Ava Laura's Healing Center, and she uses a holistic approach to help individuals deal with the challenges and life issues that stop them from living fully, completely, and authentically. She is a licensed graduate social worker with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in social work from Howard University in Washington, D.C., She is also a trained Reiki master and teacher. She's a certified life coach, a spiritual counselor, hypnotherapist, holistic aromatherapist, and a yoga and meditation instructor. She is also the creator of the powerful podcast, Ava Laura Heal My Life. And you can listen to that on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. So I am beyond excited to introduce you to Ava Laura. Hello, Ava Laura, and welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Lee. Absolutely. Well, let's get right to it. I would love to know more about your business and how you make your living. Yeah. um, So I am a life coach and intuitive consultant. Of course, that is title only. Uh, No way encompasses all the work that I do. Uh, But I have a background in mental health and social work um, and counseling. And really just taking that, you know, formal education background and combining that with spiritual healing, with um, holistic healing, like Reiki and uh, chakra balancing and um, a technique that I call cord cutting. And, um, and of course, life coaching for a very, um, you know, what we would call a holistic approach and really working with an individual and understanding that, you know, everybody's different. You know, people are not, we're not cookie cutter and um, we all need a different approach when it comes to healing, when it comes to growth, when it comes to transformation. And so, you know, I take that old social work philosophy about meeting my client where they are and being able to use a lot of different healing modalities allows me to do that. 
Yes. And that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to connect with you and bring you on because we have that shared background, uh, both as social workers and as Marylanders. So, um, So I'm so excited to have you today. So I'm curious. So my ears totally perked up when you mentioned cord cutting, and I was hoping you could tell me a little bit more about that and how you use it in your work with your clients. Yeah. So cord cutting is a technique. So, you know, back just a, just a little bit of a background. I started out, like I said, in social work and, you know, kind of went through my own healing journey of, of leaving that field into embracing more holistic wellness. One of the things that happened for me is I, I say, like, I kind of became my own first client, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and that I found myself in the social work fields and I found myself feeling completely depressed, stuck, not making an impact and, and feeling like I had worked so hard to get here. You know, I got my bachelor's degree in psychology, my master's degree in social work, and I was really excited to serve and to help people. And I found myself within the social work system that was not set up to help people heal. But instead, I felt like I was just simply helping people to maintain their dysfunction. So my own healing journey of transitioning out of that and really trying to figure out who am I? Why am I here? You know, what is it that I can do um, that no one else can do? How can I make an impact? What are the gifts that God has given me? And how can I use those to really fully show up in the world and do the work that I know that I was called to do? And so while I was going through this transition, I took what I call, you know, my six month healing sabbatical, where I did that work, where I got counseling and I got life coaching and I learned Reiki and dream interpretation. And a lot of the things that I offer now, I learned and studied. And cord cutting was one of those modalities that I, you know, I was, I was sort of the seeker. I was just kind of in anything that appealed to me. I was like, Ooh, shiny, pretty thing. Let me try this. Let me try that. You know, cord cutting was one of those things that I saw that nobody was talking about. And yet it just, it, it just really appealed to me. Like, this is something that I have to learn and I have to practice. One of the reasons is because I do a lot of work around helping people to maintain and, and improve relationships. And that was certainly something that I I needed for myself as being, um, at that time, I was newly married. I had been married probably for about maybe one or two years, you know, going from the single to being married, especially, you know, pretty young. I was 26 when I got married. And so understanding the importance of relationships and how difficult um, it is to really have healthy relationships. And then, of course, also seeing that with my clients as well. And cord cutting is, is really a, an energy heal, healing technique that allows you to um, remove or cut away toxic or negative energy between you and another person. And this is so important because one of the things that happens is like I'm, I'm divorced and I have a lot of clients who are divorced. So I also have a lot of clients, too, that are getting over heartache. And for anybody who has had a broken heart, you know, it's, it's one of the most difficult things to have to deal with and have and try to heal through. And one of the things that I know about energy is that energy does not die right? It doesn't go anywhere. It just transmutes into something else. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we look at relationships, we think that, oh, you know, I got a divorce or I broke up with this person or now people don't even break up anymore. They just ghost you, right? Like they just stop talking to you. You know, I ghosted this person, whatever. Now that relationship is over, 
But what we don't understand is that energy is more real than, than anything that we can, you know, see or touch or feel. And so if you have had a very, if it's a very important relationship, especially if it was a very strong relationship, if there was a very strong intention or connection there, just because you physically ended the relationship and said, hey, the relationship is over, energetically, that relationship is still going. There's still that connection there unless you actually do something to release it and remove it. And so that's what that core cutting process is to say, hey, you know, okay, yeah, you think the relationship is over, but there's still an energy exchange going back and forth here that needs to be removed. And in some cases, it's not even a relationship that you want to end per se, but maybe you just want to change the energy of the relationship, especially, you know, with your family members. Like, you know, I mean, I love my parents, but not everybody has a great relationship with their parents. You can't divorce your parents. They're always going to be your parents. So how do you shift and change the energy of that relationship between you um, without ending the relationship, right? So a core cutting is a way of doing that, of now releasing that old negative energy and replacing it with a new energy. I love that. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how so often when, when we're working with clients, there are old stories, old beliefs that keep coming up and preventing them from making change or seeing the progress that they want in their businesses or in their lives. And I can imagine that those old stories are really rooted in those relationships. And I can see how cord cutting with a relationship could have dramatic effects in just about every other aspect of your life. Absolutely. Because the thing is, like our relationships are the most important thing to us, mm -hmm. whether it is your life or your career. Everything is made up of relationships. And so if your relationships aren't healthy, if they're toxic, if they're dysfunctional, if you don't know how to have a relationship, if you don't know how to communicate all of these things, it absolutely affects every aspect of your life. And you're absolutely right. There's these old stories that keep going. And not only do they keep going, with that original person, but then you recreate new stories with new people because it becomes, you know, like the law of attraction is like what you don't heal, you just attract to you. So then you're like, oh my gosh, this happened to me in seventh grade with this person. And now, you know, it happened to me again in high school and in college. And why does it seem like I keep attracting the same type of person or the same thing keeps happening to me over and over? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yes. And so cord cutting, it sounds like, is one process by which you can acknowledge it, heal it, and then literally like disconnect yourself from it. Yes. Yes. Oh, in an so energetic powerful. way. Because you know, like in coaching and in counseling, we can talk about it, we can resolve it, I can give you tools and coping mechanisms. But the core cutting really allows you to release it in an energetic way because we hold everything in our bodies. You know, mm -hmm. our emotions, our traumas, our experiences, they're held in our bodies. And unless you do something to release it and move it and remove it and to heal it, it's still stuck in your body. That's exactly right. Wow. I'm just, I'm taking a moment here because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know that this is going to benefit the people who are listening to the podcast right now, but your words are benefiting me right now. I'm sitting here thinking about, wow, these are the patterns I'm noticing and it all roots back to a very seminal moment in my life. And what would it be like if I took the time to cut the cord from yeah. that relationship. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that today. You're welcome. I You're think welcome. I needed to hear it. <laughs> this, 
we do, we have the saying like we teach what we most need to learn you right? know that that was what you just said oh your ears perked up and you wanted to learn more about so absolutely but just like you said it's going to serve you but it's going to serve so many others as well so i'm glad you asked that question absolutely well and i think that goes to show too exactly why honoring our intuition is so important in the work that we do so that yeah. when we get a sense i need to follow up on this i need to ask or i need to do this that we honor it and and i'm curious for you how your intuition informs your decision-making process or how it shows up in your, in your work. Yeah, it, it's, and, and that's why, you know, people ask me, they say, okay, I get this life coach thing. I understand that, but what is an intuitive consultant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and I came up with that because it's such a large part of what I do. And I wanted to honor that, you know, yes, I have my formal education. I'm not a fly by night. You know, I have my degrees and, you know, I have all my certifications and all these things that I've done, you know, but I also have my intuition. And just as I have spent so many years, you know, getting the formal education, going to school, getting my bachelor's degree, getting my master's degree, you know, getting certifications in all aspects of the healing arts, I've also taken that time to cultivate in my intuition and really learn how to strengthen it and listen to it and honor it. And so it's as a huge focal point of my work, you know, both of them to me go hand in hand. They're equally important. I think we, you know, we live in this society that we honor the traditional education, you know, we honor the degrees and all of that, but we don't really honor our own intuitive knowingness, what we're born with and what we really can do work to strengthen and make that just as important equal, you know, to our formal education and what we do on the outside of things, you know, doing that inner work is just as important. And so just like I work with my clients, you know, I, I, I tell my clients all the time that I'm not going to have you do anything that I would not do or have not done. So if I am going to teach my client how to honor that, I have to honor it within myself as well. And my intuition is extremely important when I'm working with a client because it allows me to see into you so that I can help you to see into you. And that, you know, that's not something that really can be taught on the education. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get a degree, but your degree is not going to teach you how to do that. So, you know, one of the things that I really honor, one of my strengths is that I can see into a person really quickly and it allows me to take them through a process that helps them to do that as well. So you come out really seeing yourself in a new way. You come out really um, feeling differently, but also more than anything being different because now you've reconnected to yourself and you've reconnected to your own knowingness. And, you know, it's so easy to be authentic and to be fulfilled and be happy when you're really connected to yourself. Yes. It's almost like you're looking at the world through a different lens, you know, and maybe the... The lens you were using before was limited. It was like you had blinders on and now it's like multifocal and you just see all of these other dimensions and possibilities when, when you figure out how to bring your intuition in and, and let it have a role at the table. And I know a lot of my clients too are often like, you know, I just feel trapped in like, I have to follow conventional wisdom and not my own. And I think what you're saying is it doesn't have to be either or there's, it can be both. And there can be room for both. We just have to learn how to create space and and welcome both 
and in such a way where they're not competing with each other, but maybe they're, they're serving each other. They're augmenting each other. Absolutely. And I truly think that the most successful people do that. They find a way to do that. They may not tell you that. They may not even understand that. But I think that that is exactly what is happening is that it's, it's not a, it's not a fight. It's not a competition. It's not a, you know, your, your mind or your ego is more important than your spirit. It is your, your mind and your spirit work in harmony together. And, and that's how it's supposed to be. And, and which we do, and I think a reverse in this society is that your spirit is really meant to lead and your mind is meant to follow. A lot of people, unfortunately, allow their mind to lead and their spirit is like way in the back somewhere, trailing, barely heard. That's so true. And it's like, it's like trying to play catch up. And, yes. and it's because we've kind of inverted the order. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I was thinking too, I think when that happens, we often feel out of alignment. We feel exhausted. It, it's a lot of work trying, trying to catch up. And so no wonder so many spiritually oriented, intuitive business owners often can feel really frustrated or burned out at the, at the end of the day or at the end of the year, because it's like, I'm working so hard. Wow. It's, this should be more fun. You know, I should be right. feeling more connected and more exhausted. And I think you've really nailed it, which is when we let the mind run roughshod over the spirit, then, then that's the consequence. Absolutely. And, and that's how I felt, again, when I was in traditional social work is that I knew I was not honoring my gifts and therefore I was not really making an impact. And there didn't seem to be space in the role that I had to do that because I had to do things a certain way based on the agency, based on my role as a, you know, I was a program director um, at an outpatient mental health clinic. So based on this role, I had certain duties that I had to fulfill and that did not make way for allowing me to use my gifts or my intuition. And so I really felt trapped and I felt stuck and I felt like, what the heck am I doing? And then I started getting depressed and I started eating too much and all of that. Like I felt totally out of alignment and totally out of harmony with myself until the point where I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said, I can't take this anymore. This is not going to work for me. I can't, I'm not living. I feel like I'm just slowly dying each and every day and I'm sitting here and I'm just suffering in silence because I don't even know how to explain to anybody what's going on with me. And I don't even know where to turn to and go for help because I can't even make sense of this myself. And so what ultimately brought you out of it? What, what got you from, from there to here? Yeah, it was really, you know, <laughs> uh, desperation and, you know, so many things. I mean, truthfully, um, what ended up happening is, you know, here I am a social worker, here I am a counselor, I'm working with, I worked primarily with children at the time, some adults, but mostly children. And here I am advising them, you know, serving as their counselor, also, you know, doing a number of different roles for the agency. And I didn't know where to go to for help. So that really made me feel trapped because it's like, I'm supposed to know better, right? But I don't. And I ended up finally just confiding in a friend and, and just saying like, I am miserable. Like, I don't even, I don't even know what to do right now. Like my life, this is not my life. And um, she was having a woman's retreat and she said, Avalor, I really want you to come on this retreat. And at that time I had never been on a retreat. I didn't even really, you know, I, I understood the concept, but I really didn't know how it was going to help me. But I didn't even care at that point. I, you know, you, you could have said, you know, I mean, do whatever. And I would have been like, okay, fine. How much, where am I going? It just, 
at that point, I was just at my wit's end. So I went on this retreat. It was a, a weekend retreat. It really got me back to what I call my soulful self-care. Like I, I started getting back to me. Um, you know, I, I got back and we were doing yoga and meditation and eating healthy foods and spending time in nature and just communing um, with like-minded women. And really what happened is I had a breakdown. I had an emotional breakdown. And this is why I tell people, you got to break down the breakthrough. I had an emotional breakdown and I found myself on my hands and knees crying out to God and just saying, I can't live like this anymore. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know what to do, but you got to get me out of here. Like I just, I cannot live like this anymore. And I was, you know, literally, you know, on my hands and knees, boohooing, doing the ugly cry, just letting it all out. And that felt amazing. That felt really good. I felt this a major release. Um, that was until, of course, I realized I had to go back to work on Monday morning. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but that's what I did. That was that's what I had to do. So that's what I did. So I went back to work on Monday. And, you know, I was just working as normal. And my boss calls me into his office and he sat me down and he said, you know, Ava Laura, it's been great having you, but I got to let you go. Um, here's two weeks servants pay. And yeah, it's been nice knowing you. And I just sat there like in a fog, dumbfounded, like what? Yeah, my jaw is like on the floor right now. <laughs> I was like, wait, is he firing me? Like yeah. I've never been fired from anything in my life. So ego was in an uproar because I, you know, here I am. I am your, you know, classic perfectionist, overachiever, you know, go hard or go home. Like, so I could not believe that this man was firing me. But that's when spirit kicked in. That's when my spirit kicked in. And, and she really whispered because I wasn't listening to her at that point in time. So she was really whispering. And, you know, she said, Ava Laura, why are you upset? This is what you prayed for. So what are you going to do about it? Truly, it was the answer to your prayer. It may not have been the answer you were expecting or even wanted at the time, but it was an answer. It was an answer prayer, but yeah, ego was not happy. It was definitely, like I said, it was not the answer that I was expecting. So absolutely, you have to be careful what you ask for. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me because the truth is, as unhappy as I was, I was not going to leave because I felt like I was being of service and I felt like I had made a commitment to that role and to my clients and to my boss. And I was so committed to them that I, I stopped being committed to myself. And so I had really put them before me and I would have stayed. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is so interesting that at the root of this, as you mentioned before, when you went on that retreat, it really reconnected you with yourself and that, that spiritual self-care. And yeah. I, I think that's so important. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about what self-care is and why it's particularly important for those of us doing deep spiritual work with our clients. It's, you know, I mean, we, we have all these things. It's so interesting to me because being in, you know, this field for over, I don't know, what, 20 years now, self-care is always something that we've talked about, you know, in, in the mental health. In, in social work. That's something that we've also always talked about. But now it's, it's sort of just getting its mainstream props. Like now it's like everybody else is talking about it and honoring it. And it's, and it's so crazy how like the last few years, um, my number one speaking engagement has been my self-care talk. And so I'm happy to finally see that. But it, it's, it, it is, it's something, it, it's, it's because it's now mainstream, it's also become a little bit cliche as well. So I think a lot of times what happens is people don't really understand the gravity of what self-care truly is. 
it's it's become you know bubble baths and massages and mani pedis and that's not really self care you know I kind of I call that um it's a form of self care um, mm-hmm. but I call that that superficial self care and and so when we're really talking about self care you know my motto is that self care is the best health care when we talk about self care what's really important to understand is that the first word in self care is self. Mm-hmm which means that self-care is really all about you. It is customized for you. So it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what, you know, Susie says or what Keisha says. It's, you know, what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And so understanding that the first thing that you got to do is do some self-exploration and understanding that what is self-care for you? What feeds you? What nurtures you? What strengthens you? what takes away from you, what hijacks you, what paralyzes you, right? And, and, and that is not, you know, something that, oh, you know, I love going out to brunch with my friends. That's great. But what's more than that? You really have to do like a self-examination of your life. You have to do a self-assessment and really see what's going on and see where you're putting your time and energy and what, and what that's feeding and, and where you're putting your time and energy that you don't need to put your time and energy. And not only do you not need it, but it's absolutely draining you and taking away from you and not allowing you to put that time and energy into things that really fuel you. I think that's really important because we can talk about self-care tactics, like the specific things we do, whether, whether it's the brunch with friends or mani-pedi or whatever. But I think what you're also saying is there has to be a more strategic view of self-care as well, where you're really taking the time to look at how you're expending your energy, where it's flowing to, where it's blocked. And because no matter how many pedicures you get, if you're not addressing the fundamental flaw in your self-care program, then then you're you're going to remain stuck and and you're going to get close to burnout. You know, like if I had done that if I, in the midst of, you know, my breakdown and everything that I was going through, if I had just gone to get a mani-pedi, that would have done nothing for me. Exactly. <laughs> just, that, that would not have helped me at all. I needed a full life overhaul at that point in time. And so one of the things that I teach is that your self-care has to match your level of stress. If you are at a 10, if your stress is at a 10 in your life, your self-care has to be at a 10. If your stress is at a one or a two, your self-care can be at a one or a two. So your self-care has to be equal or more than the level of stress in your life. And a lot of people never do that full overhaul to begin with. Then after you do that, then you can do the maintenance self-care. So you can do the mani-pedis and the brunch with friends and things like that. But if your life is at a full out, oh my God, I'm in a spiral. I don't know what's going on. I feel lost. I feel stuck. I'm just unfulfilled. I am not happy. I don't know what's going on with my life. That is not going to be enough. That is not going to work for you. And then you're going to say, well, self-care doesn't work. Right. When really it's just you were trying to slap a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And actually, I think this might be the right point for us to transition into the next part of the podcast, which is the Make It Work moment. So the Make It Work moment is brought to you by my book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. And so if you haven't yet picked up your copy, you can head over to Amazon. It's available in paperback or Kindle. And you can also go to actonyourbusiness.com to learn more. 
So I love the make it work moment because this is where we get to take all of the things that we've talked about in the episode and make them actionable because I love that my listeners are here and they're getting to be privy to these amazing conversations that I get to have with wonderful guests. But if we're not actually taking all of that rich stuff and applying it, then it's really all for naught. And so when I have a guest on, I love to kind of turn the mic over to them and allow them to provide our audience with the make it work moment with just one simple action step that they can take today that's going to serve them strongly in their business and their life. And so Avalora, I would love to know from you what you would like to leave the audience with for the make it work moment. Yeah. So this is something that I actually teach all of my clients. And it's a very, very simple technique, but it's also uh, very, very, very subtle in its effectiveness. So one of the things that I teach all of my clients when I first start working with them is the power of speaking and what I call first party communication. And what that means is speaking and saying I, or instead of saying we or us. So basically owning your own stuff. And when we speak in first party communication, what it allows you to do that you're not necessarily aware of is if I say, you know, I was feeling stuck. I, you know, I was unhappy. I, I needed a change. I was feeling depressed instead of, you know, when people are feeling, you know, depressed or, you know, how people are feeling or, you know, they, or, or we, I'm, I'm owning it. I'm claiming it. Wherever I am right now, I am owning my stuff. So when I speak in first party, when I can say me, what it allows me to do is to really reconnect to myself, like really what's going on with me, taking ownership of my life right now. And in taking ownership, I'm also taking power to change what is happening in my life right now. All of those things happen simply by using the words I, simply by speaking in first party. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, when you're talking about yourself, say I instead of talking about somebody else, instead of saying we, instead of saying us, instead of saying them, simply say I. And that allows you to stay connected to yourself in every moment and really be aware of what's happening with yourself. That is such a terrific strategy because like you said, when we own it, we own not just the thought or the feeling, but then we also own the next step. We get to decide what's possible, but we only can do that if we're first willing to take that moment and assess where we are right now. And I love this idea of first party communication being a tool to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. I have so enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And if the listeners would like to connect with you and learn more about you and your work, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere. Um, I am Googleicious. I am <laughs> the Ava Laura that I know of, that anybody else seems to know of. So I'm very easy to find. So literally, if you type A-V-A-L-A-U-R-A, I am going to pop up. You're going to see this amazing woman with a head wrap. 
I am everywhere. And um, you can find me. I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm pretty much everywhere. So um, just type in Avalora or Avalora.com is my website. And that'll lead you to all of my other social media um, handles and my um, mailing list. You can also uh, definitely get on my mailing list. I have so many amazing things going on at any given time. Um, so you can definitely connect with me there. I would love to hear from you. And um, yeah, reach out and say, hey, I heard you on Lee's podcast. Excellent. Well, and I will be sure to include links to your website and your social media platforms in the show notes so that people can find you and reach out. But again, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here sharing your wisdom with the Work Your Inner Wisdom audience. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, it's one of my favorite things and I'm, I'm just blessed that I get to do this each and every day. But, you know, back to what we said is because I took control of my life and made a change and decided that, you know, enough already, I'm not happy and I have to change and I have to live life on my own terms. And so I get to be here and spend moments with you and your guests and everybody that's listening. So thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you. I am so grateful to Ava Laura for coming on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast and sharing her wisdom with us. So you can find detailed show notes from today's interview and more information on how to connect with her at workyourinnerwisdom.com slash 18. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Wisdom Library. That is my treasure trove of tools for you to help you build, grow, and scale your spiritually aligned business. So when you head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com, just click on the Wisdom Library and sign up today. You can also head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com to sign up for the Wisdom Community. That's our Facebook community where we connect every week to take a deeper look at each week's episode. So if you're not already a part of the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community, head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com, click on Community, and sign up today. I would love to welcome you in. I want to end today's podcast by thanking those of you who have left a review at Apple Podcasts. That really helps this podcast grow and connect with other spiritually aligned entrepreneurs like you. And I'd like to give a shout out to MJ, who left the following review. She says, this is the show I've been looking for. I've been an entrepreneur for a decade, and this show feels like the missing piece I've been looking for. Lee provides a magical mix of practical business strategies and spiritual insights. I could listen to her talk for hours on end and just soak up all her wisdom. Love this show. Well, MJ, thank you so much. I love you too. I am so glad that you are finding the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast to be so powerful and so helpful. This is exactly why I create it. And I really value your review. So again, thank you, MJ. Thank you to all of you who've already left a review. And thank you to those of you who are about to, who are just about to head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to the show. And I know you're going to leave your review because that is so important to growing the show and helping other entrepreneurs like you find their spiritual home base. So thank you in advance for that. And I just want to wish you a wonderful week. I can't wait to see you back here for the next episode of Work Your Inner Wisdom. Again, my name is Lee Shea McDonough, and I encourage you to let your inner wisdom lead the way.